Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Do you want to become insanely successful? Do you want to be the go-to guru in your industry? Do you want to be talked about for all the right reasons? For over 40 years, Kevin Harrington has helped people just like you become significant influencers. Now he's broken the process down in the key person of influence roadmap, and it's yours for free. Just text KPI to him at 727-888-2100. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free step-by-step guide. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 to get the recognition you deserve and experience the success as the go-to voice everyone listens to in your industry today. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be joined by Kevin Urban. Kevin, thanks so much for joining us. Well, thanks for having me, Seth. Uh, I, I like what you're doing, so and I, I uh, look forward to chatting. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Now, um, you have a very interesting story. So let's go back in time a little bit and talk about, well, we'll go backwards and start with how you got started and then we'll catch up to what you're doing now. Great. So I'll take you all the way back to when I was like three years old singing with my church choir uh, with my dad and I was warming up. I was just the kid sitting next door and, and I, I learned music from church and over the years, my first role was Jesus. And from then, I was just like, it was all downhill. Downhill, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I understood that, um, you know, that I, I had this deep desire to sing and this love of, of theater that just kind of kept seeping through, it, peeking out. And um, when I was 18, I finally realized that I wanted to pursue theater in some form. I had been a competitive swimmer and had some success there. And, and so I knew that I was going to college and my father had suggested that I, you know, go for something to fall back on. And so uh, he suggested doing um, uh, PR because he knew that uh, I, he knew I was probably moving to New York and he knew that I was also a Mets fan and a New York Giants fan. And he was like, well, you could, you could always work in the PR division. And little did I know that that was going to come in handy when I, um, when, when I became an actor. And okay, so, so let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about how you decided to pursue acting, and then how that PR experience and knowledge you applied to the field of theater. So basically, I uh, in college once I once I really knew that I had some talent, I was like, okay, I'm ready to go, and I did some summer stock over the summers, and basically, what I was uh, coming to you know realize was I was moving to New York, and so but before then, I had to. I had to raise some funds. So I got a, a job in a marketing department. My undergrad was in, in communications PR. So I was able to like fine tune some skills. And then as I was moving to New York, I, uh, I knew I was pursuing an acting career. I became equity within six months of, of, of moving to New York, wow, that's fast. which was, which was fast. Um, and, but also I, I, I also understood that I was lucky, extremely lucky. 
And from there, I realized I needed to go into and, and I needed to go into class and really train as an actor. And so I did that. But one of the things that I had that other people had that didn't have that went to um, the, you know, went to school for theater, I knew how to market myself and I knew how to create a brand. And that was from all of my classes in undergrad. And so I was able to take what I learned in undergrad, apply it to myself and, and understand that I was a product, understand that I was marketing myself. And then all of a sudden, personal branding starts becoming what I'm, I'm teaching because it's hard to know who you actually are in the world. I mean, even as individuals, we have how we want to be perceived and then we, there is how we are perceived. And some of us, you know, some of us have the good fortune to have, you know, this likable energy about us and some of us don't. And some of us don't understand why people don't want to have a conversation with us or they may not understand that certain things that, that they do that, that that's learned behavior um, is, is actually detracting from what they want to accomplish They're you know, and then it started to get into mindset and, and focus and, and reframing of things and learning, you know, it, my toolbox as an actor helped me understand that, you know, as an actor, I want to become someone, I want to transform into someone. I want to bring myself to that role, but I want to transform. And I can do that with my body by sloping my shoulders, by looking down. And so all these tools, they started to understand that, Oh, wow. Like I can apply this, and help other people understand how they walk in a room. And, and then I can help them not necessarily predict, but I can help them understand how they probably will be perceived. You know, I have, um, <laughs> am I allowed to swear on this? Sure. Okay. So I have what's called asshole resting face. Um, and there's the other, the other part of it. It's bitch resting face. Like there's all videos on this. And, and so I never quite understood this, but what ends up happening is if I don't have a slight smile to my face, like people can think I'm really upset. And, and for a long time, people would be like, Kevin, what's wrong? And I'd be like, nothing. <laughs> I'd be like, Why is everybody asking me what's wrong? And it wasn't until I finally understood, like I watched this video and I'm like, Oh my God, that's me. I have that if I'm not really enjoying myself or if I'm not really, if I'm not really transfixed in what's going on, then, then all of a sudden my, my jaw lowers and I have an upside down frown and people can think that I'm upset. Had no idea. And it's these little things that we can adjust that can help us in the room, help us to help people to see us as we want them, as we want them to, to, as we want to be seen. And that's, that's kind of what I understood as an actor auditioning is, you know, I want, I, not it, and it's got to come from a, a authentic, sincere place, not a place of like neediness. It has to come from a place of grounding. When someone's needy, you're like, oh my god, like turns you off. It, it's it's hard to um, it, it's hard to get a hold of them. But when you allow people to just drop into themselves and ha- take some time, like what I just did, then all of a sudden we can have a conversation then you can be seen for who you want to be. And so what I've been doing is fine tuning this over the years, helping people all over the, you know, I've had the, the fortune to, to teach students from all over the world and understand how culture is involved too. You know, how people from Asia, uh, you know, who are working in the States, like are, you know, can be perceived differently just by their culture and how we can adapt that and help them to understand. Um, it's also mindset. Uh, one of my students, um, she was from Iceland, and I was doing an exercise with the whole class, and we were just talking about, you know, perception, how she's perceived by other people. And I, I, I told her that she was tall. And with that, like, she started to well up with tears and, and, and started to cry. And I was like, oh, my God, what did I say? 
And it was uh, the fact that she's the shortest one in her family in Iceland. And she's probably like five, seven, eh, probably eh, she's like five, seven, five, eight. Like she's tall for, for, for women in the U S and she's always wanted to be that. So, you know, she comes to the U S and all of a sudden now that perception has shifted. Something she's thought about herself as being short all her life, like, cause she's always wanted to live up to her, her family. Then all of a sudden she can start to think of herself. Oh, I'm, I'm tall. There are all these different elements that we can, um, that through the use of these acting tools, I've helped to learn to understand like, Oh, okay. I can, I can help shape how people perceive me with a change in attitude, with a change in posture. Um, fortunately, or unfortunately, I grew up with a, um, <laughs> I broke my collarbone twice in eighth grade, once playing football and once playing uh, basketball back to back. And so I was in traction for, you know, with my shoulders pinned back in, in military style. So I was always comfortable in that. So I could walk in and uh, when I was waiting tables uh, in the city, I could come in and my, my um, shirt could be, uh, could be, could be um, folded and it could, could have wrinkles in it. But because of my posture, people would overlook that. Other people who didn't have the same posture as I did could walk in the same shirt, wear my shirt, and they'd be sent home because they weren't up to uniform standards. So there are all these different pieces that come together that allow us to understand who we are and, and how we can bring ourselves to certain situations. Um, and it's, it's the mining of that that I enjoy. And, and it's the mining, it, it's, it's that piece that I've taken to work with clients. So. Awesome. That's an incredible journey for your students that you're working with now. What are they paying you for? What are, what is the deliverable? How do you package that? Got it. So uh, a lot of times what I'm, I'm, I've been now shifting more towards working with people with late bloomers, people uh, are looking at second careers. So packaging, I work in a, a 12 week cycle so that, because I think that as I'm sure from your work, it's like you really need some, some forward momentum and really focusing on what you're doing from week to week to week to week. So I work in a, in a, I start off with my initiation, my onboarding period, and I work for, for three months. And then after that, we can continue to work weekly or we can, can shift uh, biweekly. And typically if it's, if they're working on personal branding, then we'll do a whole like rundown of, okay, we'll look at the social media. We'll look at the website. We'll look at how they're dressed. We'll look at their headshots. We'll see what works, what doesn't. A lot of times you see a lot of people that they don't know how to choose proper headshots because they go with what the photographer said was good. Or they go, you know, I I always tell people there are three different types of headshots, right? There's the one you love, the one where you look super awesome and sexy and you feel great. And then there's, there's the one your mom loves because that's kind of like you, but that's the awe you. And then there's the one that sells you. And um, I'm always looking for the one that sells you. It's, it's, it's not always the sexy one yet we have this idea of how we should look. And so I work with clients on that too, just getting their, just getting the right headshot because that in getting the right color scheme and, and making sure that, that the whole brand in itself is in place and it's in alignment. So, you know, if you're a bubbly person and your, your, your website is all dark and you walk in the room as a bubbly person, there, there's even a little disconnect there. So some people love black, but you know, black's great for certain things, but we want to add some color. So we want to find, you know, so, so, so it, it's, it's a whole process, but a lot of it too is mindset. You know, a lot of it is just overcoming like, Oh, I can do that. 
giving ourselves permission. And usually what I'm doing is giving my, the client permission to do things and to put their creative work into the world. Even, you know, I'm, you know, even people's ideas, like they're like, Oh, that'll never fly. And I'm like, Oh yeah, it will. And we'll, we'll look for that proper, like for that niche. It doesn't have to be, you know, I have one, uh, one client who's working with stuffed animals telling stories and he's like, this is ridiculous. I'm like, yeah, but you enjoy doing it. Like, so, and, and we're building scene by scene by scene by scene. And it's not only helping him, like it's, it's, it's kind of fun to do, but it, it's, and it wouldn't necessarily be my cup of tea, but for right people, there's stuff out there that people are going to like for that. So it's not about being, you know, it's, it's really, it's not about being everything for everyone, but really fine, fine tuning that niche and then going after it. And that's what so I So who is your niche? Who is your ideal client and where do they go to learn more about you? Awesome. They can go to kevinurban.com. And uh, so my ideal client really late bloomers, people that are creative types, but that have, have put things off for everyone else. So, and now they have the, the, the resources and the time to go after it. Um, also people who, so that can be artists, that can be entrepreneurs, that, that can be people that just want to just start to get uh, to, to spitball and give themselves an idea of like, okay, what's, what's possible. And that's, that's a big thing. Like I, I really like, I give people the, you know, I help them connect the dots, but I also give them hope in understanding that, that, you know, they have value and their ideas have value. And not every idea has, has not every idea is a great idea, but there's a seed for something else that it could lead to. And, uh, and so that's really what I look for in clients, people that are really looking forward to doing the work. And it, through it, we see a lot of change, a lot of change because people are, are, are undergoing uh, transformation. So Awesome. So we will send our folks who are looking at working on their personal branding or working on it for their next career to kevinurban.com. Kevin, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much, Seth. Great thanks to everybody chat. for watching and listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text pitch to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text pitch to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text pitch to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.